Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 9 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com when Harry met Sally one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Nick Rehack of French Toast Sunday. Welcome back to the show, Nick, and clean up that, that whatever cake you have left over over there. I got out the broom and I started sweeping it, realized I need a mop. So after we finish this episode, I'm going to get back to cleaning. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> and uh, make sure you get Sheldon to take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this whole minute was just uh, Sheldon. Just Sheldon is it. Yes. So minute nine begins with Harry challenging Sally. And ends with Sally showing her true self. So <laughs> what's really funny here is, is I mean, the, the conversation ended yesterday with, with Sally getting a little embarrassed by saying, yes, I've had good sex. And, you know, people in the diner are staring at them, especially, uh, you know, Nick's wife you know, on the side, <laughs> uh, you know, staring, staring her down, <laughs> actually staring down her husband who's, who's, who's staring at, at Sally. And then they go, they sit in the, in the booth. You know, Harry's looking at, to try and figure out what he wants to order, but he just doesn't let it go. You know, he, he wants this conversation to continue because he, he has trouble believing this. So he just says, with whom? What? With whom did you have this great sex? I'm not going to tell you that. Fine. Don't tell me. <laughs> and then there's, there's like a, a pause of like six or, or seven seconds. And it, it's it's very funny because Sally feels compelled to respond, even though she doesn't need to. She really can get away with saying it's none of your business and that's it. But but Harry, you know, leaves it out there and she she takes the bait, which which is what we want also because we want to we want to hear this dynamic between the two of them, you know, as things are going along. Mm-hmm. And then her response is Shell Gordon. And then Harry goes, Shell? Sheldon? No, 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 no. You didn't have great sex with Sheldon. I did too. No, you didn't. Sheldon can do your income taxes. If you need a root canal, Sheldon's your man. But humping and pumping is not Sheldon's strong suit. (laughs) It's the name. Do it to me, Sheldon. You're an animal, Sheldon. Ride me big, Sheldon. Nope, doesn't work. <laughs> so Billy Crystal is amazing in this in this in this scene. You know the, his his inflection and the way that he delivers these lines is just great. Now, um, do you think he knows Sheldon? No, there's no way in the world he knows Sheldon. I think he's just so taken aback by the name. Because because the way that he talks, you know, I've always thought that he's talking about someone that he knows. That he says, you know, Sheldon can do your income taxes. You know, he's not just talking about the name. I, I've always believed that. But, but you know, um, when I started looking at the, um, the 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 subtitles, you know, that they that that come with this, so he doesn't say Sheldon can do your income tax. He says a Sheldon can do your in- income tax, which goes with what you're saying that he doesn't know him. But I've always, I always believed that he knew him. And he's, he's saying, I know this guy. There's no way that this is the guy. <laughs> I, could, I could hear it like that, too. 
But I yeah. just assumed like like maybe he doesn't know that Sheldon, but maybe he knows of a Sheldon like back home. And he was like, no, not that guy, right. like anybody but that guy. And even then it's like I don't know anyone in my life named Sheldon. I've only ever known the name Sheldon through media like TV and movies. Mm, I um <laughs> Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually uh, in elementary school, there was a kid in my class named Sheldon. Okay. Um, I think his name was Sheldon Schneider. It, it's okay. not Sheldon, Sheldon Gordon. That, that's for sure. Got yeah. the old alliteration going, I feel you. It could be. could be. I, I guess his parents like the, the alliteration. I don't know. Um, so I actually looked up the name Sheldon to see where it came from. Mm-hmm. Do, you have, do you have any idea what the origin of the name Sheldon is? Um, I want to say Sheldon, Sheldon, Sheldon. You know what? Shot in the dark. Let's go uh, Irish descent. It's uh, British. Oh, oh, so close. Yes, it is a gender neutral name. Okay, really? I don't think I've ever heard of a female named Sheldon. Um, mm. And it means steeped valley. Hmm. Okay, there's apparently a seaside town in Devonshire called Sheldon. Okay. Okay, that has a, a harbor that looks out at the rolling hills. Uh, in over the last uh, I guess twenty years, people have mostly associated the name Sheldon with Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Which which, which is very funny because like when I think of Shell Sheldon Cooper, uh, sorry, you see there I did it too. When I think of Sheld Gordon in this movie, you know I never picture him like in a nerdy type of way, like Sheldon Cooper. You know, but now that I mentioned it, I was like, oh wait a second. Sheldon Cooper, no, he wouldn't fit in there. Sheldon Cooper can do your can can do your taxes. Sheldon Cooper can do your root canal. <laughs> Sheldon Cooper can you know have fun with flags, but Sheldon Cooper <laughs> will not be humping and pumping. Um, the name's popularity is it is four thousand three hundred and thirty ninth on this list. Okay, meaning it's not Jeez. as popular. Yeah, it's not a very popular name. <laughs> It's not like a Mike or anything, or a Rob for that matter. Or a Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the the waitress shows up at the perfect time because she really just she really interrupts this conversation between the two of them. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, and, it reminds me a lot of being in college and you're sitting around the table just having these heinous conversations. And then you could see when she shows up, he hurried like almost surprised by her, like quickly like sits up. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this – like, and calm as cool as possible, like not even acknowledging the conversation that he was just having. We used to do that all the time in college, saying like the most heinous kind of thing, and then immediately he's like, oh, yes, uh, can I please have this? Thank you so much. Just showing him like, no, we're, we're normal people. Nothing disgusting is going on over here. <laughs> right, exactly. And what, what makes me wonder is is how do the two of them you know, know what they want to order? You know, they're, they're, they're having this conversation. They're not really looking at the menus. <laughs> I I think they both go in knowing what they want. Like he's like a number three, so that's probably if I had to guess, shot in the dark. It's probably like a classic club sandwich with chips, or uh, a kind of burger with chips, like some kind of standard sandwich. And I think she just wants something light, hence why she goes for the salad. But then she's like, I'm gonna treat myself going on this car ride. I'm gonna get a very particular pie. Um, and then, well, you know, we'll see what happens from there. But I think they just both know going in. Yeah, that's probably it, that, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I di- I didn't think about that beforehand. 
you know, because I was just like when you're when you're watching the two of them, you know, uh, Harry looks very quickly and you know puts the you know puts puts the menu down very quickly, but but what she's looking for, I think, is a little more complicated, which mm-hmm. which we're about to get into. <laughs> so, you know, the, the the waitress comes over, smiles at them, and says, "Hi, what can I get you?" And Harry just goes, "I'll have a number three. Which, once again, uh, I, I I don't know if this is Harry Burns etiquette or non-etiquette or whatever. To me, it's very strange that he doesn't let her order first. Yeah, I've always been very much a – the wife hates it. She absolutely hates it. But as soon as someone comes over, I just look at her, and and she's like, I'm ready if you're ready. Even if I'm not ready, I'm like, yeah, go for it, and I'll just very quickly and hastily make <laughs> make a choice. But I'm always like, no, you go. Like – Every time. Right. I mean, I always let my, my wife order first, and that's a, the same thing. You know, she can order first, and most of the time I know already what I'm getting. You know, mm-hmm. or, or no, a lot of times for me, it's it's very strange. I'll, I'll know going into a restaurant what I want to order, and then if they tell me they don't have it, then I'm in trouble. Because then, I, then it, you know, then I have to try and second guess myself and third guess myself and try to yeah. figure out, you know, what it is that I want. <laughs> yeah, that I want yeah. this thing because I was in the mood for this particular type of food, exactly, or was it just because I like this thing that they make, or exactly, oh, I want something salty, sweet, blah blah blah. Exactly. So Harry goes, "I love a number three. and then Sally goes, "I'd like a chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side, and the apple pie a la mode." And I love how the the waitress then gives it, you know, a little bit of a a shorthand chef and apple. A la mode. But Sally isn't finished. And then she goes, but I'd like the pie heated. And I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side. And I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no. And then she gets cut off because we, we end the minute. You know, we can see that she's very demanding about her food, about what it is that she wants. And and Harry's the exact opposite. Harry doesn't care. You know, like you said, he's ordering the club, clubs, uh, you know, the the club sandwich, whatever it is, whatever comes with it, I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to complain. I'm thinking about death, and for her, <laughs> for her, it's completely something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which that it always bothers me, and I don't know why. Because if someone's, if I'm ordering something and there, I don't want a particular thing, I'll say, yeah, can I get this without the tomatoes? Real nice and simple. Right. But if someone I'm with goes like over two things like that, like can I get it without this and this and do I'm like, oh no, please don't. <laughs> do anything but this right now, please. Which which is one of the reasons why I like the fact that you can sometimes, you know, especially in fast food restaurants, when you go there, you know, they now have the machines where you can just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to try and explain to them and say, Okay, well, don't give me the lettuce or don't give me the tomato or you know, you can you can Easily choose that without having to feel that you're making an ass on yourself, you yeah. know, by that whole thing. Um, I, I've I've heard the story numerous times that uh, uh, you know when when listening to things about when Harry met Sally, that apparently Nora Ephron um, orders like this. This is really the way she orders things. Really. And apparently she was once on an airplane, and she ordered something like this. And the person sitting next to her says, do you know what? Have you ever seen the movie When Harry Met Sally? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like Sally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah, it really is. 
Now, she mentioned she wants a chef salad. Do you know what a chef salad is? Um, just a standard lettuce, iceberg lettuce, uh, onions, tomato. For some reason, I want to say there's an egg in there. Yes, there is. I could be wrong. Aha, mm-hmm. I it. You are correct. It is a salad with uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, uh, sometimes has cheese. It's on a bed of, of lettuce or some of the leaf vegetables that you can also have. Um, sometimes you'll, you'll have, uh, uh, some sort of, of meat, uh, in there, roast beef, chicken, turkey, ham, something like that. Um, apparently there is much controversy as to, uh, you know, when someone first created the idea of the chef salad, uh, apparently it, it goes all the way back to the 17th century in England and was, was very popular in colonial America. That's what some people say, and then there are other people who say that that it was only only originated in in New York in the early 20th century. Um, the person who is mostly connected to it is a guy named Louis Diat, who was the chef of the Ritz Carlton in New York during the 40s. Okay. Um, the, no one is is 100 convinced that he originated the dish, but they know that it, this is his recipe of what he did. You know, that maybe he... get the egg part in it, you know? The hard-boiled eggs. I don't know. I'm not a salad person, so for me, it doesn't really make a difference. I don't... I don't you know, for me, it's a, it's, it's a waste. <laughs> it's a waste there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. You know, I just, I just go for the meat. You know, I don't need the, the salad. Nope. You know, on the side, on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That that's that's what there is about uh, that. And then she said she wants it a la mode. So what, what do you know what a la mode means? Topped with ice cream. Okay, that is correct. But Ooh. the that that's what a la mode. Uh, when you say you want something a la mode, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But the the term a la mode means in the manner of. Okay, it's really? the way a dish is prepared. Huh. Okay, it's it's interesting. It's in a, in the U.S. It's used to describe a dessert topped with ice cream, but that's it's just it means that the the term a la mode in French means in the manner of. So it doesn't it it it's as if it like gets cut off by saying in the manner of. You know, <laughs> like something's so, missing from the sentence. <laughs> in the manner of it what? Should be like <laughs> yeah. Let me get pie a la mode ice cream on top. Yeah. I want like, pie yeah. in the manner of ice cream on top. <laughs> I don't know. What? I wonder why people just say a la mode and it's just – because it could be pie a la mode, you know, warm. Right. Huh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I was shocked. I actually – when I found this this definition, I kept looking because I said that doesn't make sense. I want to find something else. And everywhere I went, it told me the same thing. So hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's actually all I have for this minute. Do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? Um, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm. I think I'm good on this minute. I mean, we've already talked about how particular she is. I mean, I just, again, I feel like I would just die. I would absolutely die if I was with someone and they started ordering like that. But like you said, with you know, a lot of places you can order on the app. It's just, it's a lot easier. A lot yeah, easier. for sure. <laughs> and you, 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 what, what is it? Uh, what was the Burger King uh, slogan? You know, have it, oh, your, have way. it your way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, okay. So the script there, there, once again, there's, there's a few, uh, discrepancies here. One of them being that after Harry says to her, fine, don't tell me. So the script says a long silence. Maybe they both look at the menu. Maybe they just sit there. <laughs> um, and then later on, he talks about uh, with Sheldon. He goes, Sheldon, a Sheldon can do your taxes. If you need a root canal, he's your man. But between the sheets is not Sheldon's strong suits. So what do you think about that change? Do you think that's better than humping and pumping? I think humping and pumping fits with Harry's character. Yes. But I kind of like between the sheets sounds to me a little bit like cooler instead. Yeah, exactly. But it's 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 Harry's in your face uh, uh, way of talking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it, it completely works the way that it is. <laughs> and then it says Harry continues in in a girl's voice. I love you, Sheldon. Do it to me, Sheldon. I can't get enough of you, Sheldon. <laughs> I like that he just has his kind of deadpan delivery yeah. of it and didn't try to like do an affectation of any sort. Exactly. And my assumption is that this is Billy Crystal's, um, you know, uh, improv here. Oh, by, no, by for throwing sure. these things in there. Um, and then Harry, uh, th- then when Harry orders, so he says, I'll have a number three. And the waitress says to him, what kind of bread do you want that on? Ooh. And what is Harry's response? What do you think Harry would, would respond to something like that? Pumpernickel. <laughs> no, uh, I would say rye. He goes, surprise me, meaning he doesn't care. Okay. Oh, because I guess it shows that much stronger of a dichotomy between the two on exactly. how he doesn't care. Look at us, huh? Yeah, there you go. Mm. And then it says the waitress turns to Sally, and she says, you know what I'd like is the apple pie a la mode. <laughs> and then she goes, apple a la mode. And then she starts explaining about how she wants it. And that that's word for word. So every Thursday, we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, uh, Courting Dating Edition, where my guest will give uh, some sort of story, adventure, misadventure, recollection of something that happened to them over the course of their lives that is somewhat related to something that happened while they were courting or dating. So, Nick, you got another story for us? I do, yeah. This one's a little more on the sweet side, not as not as dark as the other one. Uh, the very first date my now wife and I went on, we went to Old Ellicott City. Uh, it's a small area with uh, within Baltimore County, just outside of Baltimore City. Um, it's a lot of old downtown shops, and they have this big, like three story. Uh, it's not even an antique place; it's like an antique mansion almost. Just this massive. Uh, there's a first floor, there's a basement, a second floor, and on the first floor. I saw this uh, little uh, corner that had a bunch of records. So immediately I just sit on the floor and start going through records. And that's when her and I started talking about music and how big a fan I am. And she's pulling out some records and I'm telling her about, you know, different artists and things that they've did. And then uh, there was another one that had movie soundtracks. And I, I told her the different movies that I liked. And I happened to mention that, you know, Fantasia is my favorite animated film of all time. And I'm looking for, you know, a, a really cool pressing of the soundtrack. Now, in my mind, I wanted an original pressing when it was on Buena Vista Records before it be, or, or no, when it, yeah, when it was on Buena Vista Records before it became Walt Disney World Records. But I didn't get in all that detail. A couple years later, for my birthday, she gets me a original pressing of 
the Fantasia soundtrack, which was the Buena Vista before Walt Disney World. Like she did all of these different things without even knowing that that's exactly what I was looking for. Wow. Yeah. She said she just happened to find it online for a good price. And when she told me the price, I was actually shocked because it goes for much more than what she paid for. So good on her. Uh, But it was just, I don't know, it was just this really, really sweet thing. And anytime I look at that record, I always think of our first date being like in this little town at an antique mall, just talking about, you know, some of my favorite things. And I'm not saying it's become her favorite things too, but you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just always been, it puts a smile on my face. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I love Fantasia also, but, but I don't love all the segments. That's my problem with it. You know, obviously, you know, I love Sorcerer's Apprentice and I, I became a huge fan of, uh, uh, Dancing Macabre. And oh, nice. I nice. love, I, I've, I've, I, I had the the um I had some sort of classical C D at some point that had that the Dance of Macabre on it. And I think it's like a fifteen minute song or something like that, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I was able to at the time I would listen to it over and over. You know, it was just such a fascinating piece of music. Nice. Nice. Uh, I, uh... But, but but the ones with the hippos just bores me. I don't know. Oh, oh, um, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, my uh, my big thing was always the uh, Rite of Spring um, by uh, uh, Igor Stravinsky. That that piece, the one with the dinosaurs in it. Okay. Uh, but that piece has always been so fantastic to me, and I love the story of when he debuted it. Uh, they started riding in the theater uh, because of how just primal it was and the dancing then went with it. They're like, you know, you're destroying music, blah, blah, blah. Like just all this just intensity and insanity uh, all around music. I, and I just think for that to happen in the early 1900s is just absolutely, uh, you know, amazing. Well, like, 1940. Amazing. Wait, you're talking about when Fantasia came out or you're talking about when when uh, the song came out? When you're the song about- came out. Yeah, when Stravinsky debuted Ride a String in 1913, like they started like losing their minds in the theater. Like they were screaming, they were shouting, like they were just like up in arms over it, like trying to drown out the music by like shouting and screaming at it. Yeah, but okay. I I thought you were making, you were talking about the fact that it has the dinosaurs in it. And I'm like, but that only happened in Fantasia. No, no, no. (laughs) They didn't see that. They didn't see that in, in 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 you know when when they were in the uh, concert hall in 1913. I, you know. I, for the, for those listening, I was referencing that the in Fantasia the uh, dinosaur segment is to the music of Stravinsky's <laughs> Rite of Spring. Yes. And then when he debuted it, people lost their minds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and so have I uh, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was stuff like that that like really got me on the path of like avant garde and like just just wild uh different ways of looking at some stuff so that's always been i don't know it's just always been like really really cool and and the idea of Fant- we can go on about fantasia forever but i uh i love fantasia i, I won't be doing that one minute by minute either <laughs> that would be very fascinating though i don't know how you would do that i don't know either that's why i wouldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> and like i said i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do every one of them you see, and, and I was actually disappointed when Fantasia 2000 came out because it just it wasn't even close to being as good. Yeah, I was. I there was one segment I really, really dug, but everything else I was a little uh, disappointed by. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, so Nick, uh, yeah, how do you, how do people how can people get in touch with with Nick Rehack? 
Where can they find him besides looking in the record store? Where can they find Nick Rehack? Besides on the floor of a record store, shout out Tracks on Wax. Uh, I'm at Twitter, or I'm on Twitter, at the Rehack, T-H-E-R-E-H-A-K. You can find me on assorted podcasts, uh, such as Movie Films and Flicks, Exploding Helicopter, The Lambcast, the program you are listening to right now. I'm on and off episodes of the Deep Blue Sea podcast, and even the uh, – oh, gosh, they're going to get mad at me. Con Air, Con Air, Con Air. There you go. You knew right where I was headed for of it. Of course too. I did. Of course I did. Uh, I'm on that one as well. All right. Excellent. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for a Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, or you can go directly to my website, movierobminute.com. So, Nick, you, you feel like coming back again tomorrow to, to talk about Wonder Songs? Well, when you put it that way, absolutely I do. <laughs> All right. So, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you still It had to be you Wonderful you Had to be you